Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Good morning. Welcome back to the Track Podcast. My name is Lincoln Shrike. He is Gordon Mack. It's Wednesday December 9th, you can contact us, email the show, flowtrackpodcast at gmail.com. It is almost 2021, um, and we're we're doing pretty good, I think, keeping this podcast going. People have heard about it for the most part now. They know that we do this every day, and uh, hopefully they can we can get a bigger number of people writing in, giving us topics to talk about, Gordon, because... You get past the the results of a busy weekend, and you forget that you just gotta you gotta come up with new ideas. So today is a new idea type of a day where we're just grasping at straws. You ready to grasp at straws with me? Yeah. Well, first of all, this is my first time doing the pod with you in this location. Mm-hmm. I sent you a a, a screenshot a of <laughs> you look like Will Smith in Fresh Prince of Bel Air with your yeah. wife's art behind you. Yeah, I thought about that joke, um, and I can call myself the Fresh Prince of Taylor as opposed to Bel Air, um, <laughs> because oh, yes, okay. is this pretty good, right? Um, I, I agreed; it was not quite to that level, but you know, with the hat and the colors, it's not—it's not too far off. It, it, I got a laugh out of that yesterday, so I appreciated it. Before we dive into the podcast, we do have to talk about the elephant in the room. We had a podcast on Friday. We did a 10K draft predicting mm, the track yeah, meet 10K. We, you, you and Kevin recapped the meet on Monday, so I wasn't there for that podcast. But I just want to say that I think the results should not be uh, certified. That's my that's my take. I just think we should not recertify the results. I think there's too much. We don't know why Kira D'Amato decided to all of a sudden not want to run and why Tyler Day mm-hmm. decided to DNF when he was trying to get yeah. the Olympic standard. I did the numbers, man. If Kira D'Amato finishes top three, which she should have, which would have been great if she finished top three in that type of race because then I'd be like, whoa, yeah. watch out. And if Tyler Day finishes top 15, 15, I win the meet. But you got lucky. 
I did. I mean, I did have a lot of representation in the men's top 10. Um, however, you had Eric Jenkins winning. Um, who else? Did you have the top two I went, guys? I went I went one, two on the men's side and one, two, three on the women's side. Yeah. Yeah, you did you did lose by default there. There's no, no <laughs> not gonna hide behind that. However, you know, I did pretty good with some of my later round picks. Some guys coming into the top ten that maybe we didn't predict. So I'm I uh I'll take the victory, you know. It wasn't my best day, but you you should have known that Kira Damato wasn't gonna show up, you know. You should have you, you needed to have, you, you needed to have better sources out there, and Tyler Day wasn't going to run twenty five laps. I'm sorry, it's victory is still a. And the crazy thing is, you're breaking up a bit, but the crazy thing is, I picked Tyler Day before Wesley Kip too because I was like, I want to make sure I get Tyler Day. I know he's going to be a solid top five guy. The one guy I chose to put priority over, which was Tyler Day is the one guy who decided to DNF. So, I don't know, man. I We were tied after the women's race. It was 37 points to 37 points. We were tied <laughs> even though my number one pick was a DNS after the first round. But then the men, you just had all the guys finishing four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Yeah. Anyway, what what's the beer of preference that you're that you are going to request for this bet? Well, I, I still haven't paid you for the Joshua Chepta guy bet. So I have to, the thing is, if I, I can't in good conscience accept the beer unless I pay you the $26.17. So in a sense, I'd just be buying myself the beer. Um, so, so just buy uh, a beer that's more than $26. So you get a little discount. Buy like a $30 I, beer. <laughs> just get you to, I'll take a, a keg of, uh, no. Uh, you know, that's a good question. Um, I'm prone to the fireman's beer. I don't know if people outside of Austin are familiar with that. The four on the can is red. I like that one. Um, but, but maybe I should just ask you for blue moon because I know that'd be painful for you to see go, you know, leave, leave your possession because you like blue moon so much. Yeah, that's true. I don't think it works that way. I don't think something that I like having to, I know there's more blue moon out there to be drunk. So like, I don't think I'm like, Oh no, the last blue moon is going to Lincoln. Like, what am I going to do? <laughs> I'm not yeah, that no, emotionally I, I, attached it, to certain beverage. It wasn't, it wasn't my best uh, laid joke there. I don't, I don't know. Sorry. Um, yeah. So we'll discuss the, the particular something me paying up my bet and you paying up your side of the bet. I guess we can do that later. But as for today, hopefully the internet holds up on my end. I apologize for people watching as this continues to be choppy. But uh, we didn't get to last week the potential changes to the indoor championships, the NCAA indoor championship schedule, that is, potential for it to be a three-day meet as opposed to a two-day meet, obviously to comply with some COVID restrictions and to make things a little less congested as far as bodies in the, in the stadium. And we also have another proposal that could have indoor championships, at least some of them being contested over consecutive week or two different weekends, which would certainly be interesting. You'd have points up in the air for more than a week. That would be a little strange, but both of these situations, Gordon, um, obviously are made with COVID in mind, but they also 
present the opportunity for athletes to po possibly do more events than they would have otherwise. What was your reaction to hearing of these potential changes thrown out uh, or suggested in a, in a recent NCAA meeting? Well, if you actually think about it, both of these situations, we already do. We have a four-day championship outdoors. So why mm -hmm. does a three-day indoor championship become all of a sudden a well, four days unique between identity. two genders yeah but still it was four days it, i mean three days slipped between two genders too i mean that they decided yeah. to move it all together but there was a time when men and women competed on all four days uh yeah. like a few years ago and then for the two weekends to do a conference meet the pac-12 does a decathlon heptathlon weekend and then a week later they have the rest of the meet so that is a common occurrence that happens as well. So I think it should get approved. It makes sense. I mean, for like conferences, hey, like figure out a way to – I think that what they're going to want to do though is it kind of ruins the point to have two weekends if the things on either weekend allow you to double, right? Because then everyone is just coming back to double, right? So you'd want to make it so you're separating events that people aren't going to come back and double for, where you're really only going to be competing on one of the other weekends, right? That's the whole idea behind it, right? It wouldn't make sense to put the mile – what's a common double the for indoors? 3K, 5K. It wouldn't make three, sense to put yeah, the 3K three. on one weekend and the 5K on the other weekend because then you're just there both weekends, right? Yeah. Yeah. Because it's not for doubling purposes; it's for limiting the number of people in the building that day. So I think it might be like, "Hey, distance uh, events and horizontal events jumps, and then like yeah. throws and sprints." Like I think they might but do something. Like that. They should do it. Uh, one a, a positive side effect is that people should be able to do more events. That that they you know I don't know that would be yeah, I, yeah. I would be fan for splitting up the sprint events and the distance events and be like but then what okay, are we doing so the 60 is day one and the yeah i don't know having fun the 60 is day one and the 5ks i don't know you know and like the the mile the the 5k and the 3k are all different days or something that'd be cool but yeah but that that'd be cool work. but the whole idea is to make less people in the building and if you're just going to make it so we can have the same now people in the building multiple times. We're just creating more meets. Like that doesn't make any sense. It only makes mm -hmm. sense if you're splitting it up for the purposes of not having, you know, say you have 500 people. You don't want 500 people both weekends. You want 250 both weekends. So mm -hmm. uh, that's what I think about that. I mean, if they do end up splitting it up and they make it so it's easy to double, it would be like, what are we doing? Why don't you just have us on the same weekend? Because the same amount of people are coming, you know, you didn't limit the number, the size. Anyway, but moving over and to it, the NCA situation, I think that's the bigger one because I wonder if it's going to be a Thursday, Friday, Saturday meet or a Friday, Saturday, Sunday meet. What do you think they would do? I would I would estimate that it would be a Friday, Saturday, Sunday meet. I, I just, for whatever reason, think getting it as close to the weekend, you know, filling it up on the weekend is preferable. Although it's a TV schedule situation, it's I there's not a ton of major sports going on in 
in March, obviously, but, and I don't think ESPN has basket. I mean, it would depend on like if ESPN has college basketball that day, it, it, the networks are going to determine when, you know, ESPN will determine what's best for that, their programming. I think they'll have the biggest say. So I could see it either way. I mean, the, the best case I think for fans would be obviously Friday, Saturday, Sunday, but there's a chance it could be Thursday, Friday, Saturday, if they do this just simply because there could be other events that ESPN has going on they don't want to conflict with. I don't know that, obviously, but I, I just, well, we, sh we shall see. Neither one would surprise me more than the other. Uh, just simply what? the uniqueness of it would be, I don't know, different. Why would you think they would do it Sunday? Because the cross-country meets on Monday. So, and it's in a, like, are you expecting oh. people to, to compete yeah, on you're Sunday right. no, and then drive that no, night I forgot. to Monday? I, I forgot about it. I wasn't looking at through it through it that prism. I keep forgetting this strange world we live in, that there's going to be a cross-country meet two days later, not just a cross-country meet, the cross-country meet. No, that's a good point. Um, yeah, they they would, I guess, have to do it Thursday, Friday, Saturday in that case, right? They, they would they would absolutely have to. Why can't they just have cross country just like five days later? I don't. Anyways, that's just neither here nor there. Why why does it have to be two days later? I just. Yeah, I think that was something that some of the coaches were upset about. But hey, like in, people are just going to. It's hard. I think in the our sport, especially at the NCAA level, it's hard to get decisions made because you need so many people to agree to it, and. Sometimes Absolutely. change is harder. So I think in this situation, they looked at that Monday as the latest you can do a cross-country meet for some reason because once you go past sure. it, then all of a sudden you're in the outdoor season. I don't know. Right. They yeah, should have yeah, just I done like cross-country. Yeah, I don't know. Could, have, could they not have had an earlier indoor meet? I, I don't know. I mean, well, maybe like they, they were thinking indoor early March or something. Yeah. Maybe they were thinking like it's only you only need one plane ticket. Because oh, they're so you fly close. into Arkansas on hour drive Thursday and you fly out of Stillwater on Tuesday. So you yeah. only need one plane trip, whereas if it's five days later, you might have to come in and back out. So that's my No, idea. that's a good point. That is you're you're logist that's why I keep you around, you know, the logistical the logistics. That that makes that makes tons of sense. Cause what is the drive? Have you have you mapped out the drive from from Arkansas I to Stillwater? I haven't mapped it out. But I think it's only a few hours. I don't think it's that bad. Oh, okay. It's going to be fun for the uh, program coordinators who have to get all that situated for hotels and buses and plane trip, you know, doing that all last minute because you don't know when people are going to qualify. Um, anyways, yeah, I'm just glad I'm not in that person's what? position. Yeah, speaking of being a coordinator, wasn't like uh, Isaac would BYU uh director of ops wasn't the one thing he was worried about most at ncaa's was like coordinating the sandwich order like after ncaa's because like all this chaos is happening there's just one but then they need to find a way to place to eat so they have to get a sandwich in order in in time because then they have to like fly home or whatever and i remember that was like the one thing that people don't think about is like hey like you're responsible for feeding like 25 people and like you can't just like call one place and be like, hey, give me twenty five things. You need to kind of think ahead. And if you're in the middle of a championship meet, you may be thinking about, hey, we just won a national title. 
I'm not really thinking yeah. about, you know, ham or cheese. So I just thought. So, yeah, I mean, that's the coordination of hotel stays and the driving and the rental car. Like, what if they're, what if they run out of rental cars in, in Fayetteville? And then all of a sudden, they're going to have to have a team hitchhike their way to Stillwater. That'll make for, for some good content. Which team do you think will be able to best hitchhike? hitchhike? Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't think NAU. They, they've got a lot of long-haired dudes that are kind of freaky looking, so uh, you got to watch out for them. They, they look like they're from the mountains. People might be hesitant to pick them up. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. Probably BYU, yeah, right? They'll be super friendly. They'll be like, hey, guys. They make friends with someone at the at the the mall and be like, "Hey, can you? We have this thing we have to get to in Stillwater. You mind driving us? <laughs> sure." Um, do you think it's what's going to be like? Is indoors coming before cross country? Does that make it easier for distance runners, or would you rather run cross country before running track? Like, is the position is is running a five k and then cross country? easier i always think i think of like you know the old saying like when you're drinking like beer before liquor you've never been sicker but liquor before beer you're in the clear which may not be true but it's like is there an easier way is the order of it matter as far as fatigue is concerned like if you run a, a 3k 5k double and then two days later run cross country is that easier than running cross country and then two days later running a 3k 5k double well i think having cross country second is better because think about the idea of like running a cross-country race i know it might not be this situation in stillwater but like the elements like you're like it could be raining it could be cold you could be covered in mud yeah like you're gonna be like the, the, afterwards after yeah. a cross-country race the one thing you want to do dead. is you just want to go inside where it's warm curl up in a ball and cry right not cry <laughs> <laughs> maybe some teams cried and some athletes cried yeah uh but like you're just like exhausted right because it's just like the elements mm -hmm. of putting all your energy out there and you're not really in an air-conditioned environment i think to come back from that and then be like all right wake up early we got a, a track meet we got to run you'll be like no screw that i need time off so i think the elements factor of what a cross-country race brings makes it it want to be second the, the grand finale of my long weekend mm. of running in my opinion do you, do you think that anyone is going to do the a 3k 5k cross country triple will we see that i want to see it but i don't think it's going to happen i That's think coaches bad get all up in their head of thinking like not wanting to make a mistake and like want to kind of simplify their season for the kids. And they're yeah. just going to be like, Hey, this is cross country season. Sorry. We don't have indoor. This is cross country season. I don't, I think they're going to have too many second thoughts and regrets. So, I mean, I think the one thing you probably will see is you might see a lot of cross-country teams still do a DMR because they'll be like, hey, all right, we can run yeah. a fast mile on a Friday, a fast 800, a fast 1200 on a Friday, and then come back and be fine for a Monday. Like, I don't think that's really going much to the well. And it's like a team mm -hmm. experience, right? It'd be kind of cool to like, you have your 
your DMR and uh, you win and then you're on this high going in the cross country or you like you have a disappointing moment you're like all right let's make up for it cross country we got more distance to cover we can we can close that gap or whatever I don't know but I think yeah like I think Notre Dame should do both like I think Yared should be like hey let's qualify a DMR it's simple go do our DMR we don't have to tax our bodies and then we have a chance to win you know compete for NCAA title and then have a podium finish two days later. I think the DMR cross country double will happen. I don't know about. I think yeah, I just don't know. What about Kip? You don't. You think Kip two is good enough to to pull off the three k five k cross country triple? He's probably good enough, but I think maybe Martin Smith is going to be like, "Hey, that's dumb." Yeah. I don't want to like this first time in the NCAA. Am I really going to try to? make it light his feet on fire three times or rather just baptize him by fire in one race. Right. That's the problem. There's going to be people who could do it. The, the people who could win are the ones who are least likely to do it, which is the weird part, right? Cause they're going to be, want to be super all in on cross. Right. Like you have to find someone who's like not really good in cross who like will do it. You know what I mean? Like who's like a good distance runner, who we like don't really think about. For it's kind of like someone like a Chris O'Hare would like do whatever. Like a miler, I think milers might do it. I don't mm. know. Uh, that's a good point. Um, I guess if you extrapolate that out, though, you have to think that. I mean, I'm sure you've thought of this, but in the in, in the grand scheme of things, who really cares that much about indoors, especially? we don't even know what the main part of the indoor season will look like, but the advantage is going to be for teams with sprinters and field event athletes in a, in a big way. And because if so many distance programs are thinking of two days later, they may not be using their athletes as nearly as much as they would. And therefore that gives advantage maybe to, I don't know, to a Florida, to a Texas tech, to, some of those other programs that aren't thinking at all about cross country. I'm sure you've already discussed this, but I don't know. I guess it's just yeah, I mean, hitting my brain for the first time. Yeah, yeah. The main thing is you kind of want those big like sprint programs to just have like one guy who's like a 401 miler who in any other time, that 401 miler is not making the meet. But maybe in this world, the 401 miler all of a sudden be, can become a national scorer. And you're like, oh, sweet. We had this 401 miler who's can get us points at conferences, but could never lick the surface of an NCAA championship. But now that all the best distance people are not there, hey, four one miler can maybe score one or two points. You know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Expe- yeah. So I think that's going to be like the main thing that we might see is just like random point scores from Power Five schools that don't really have a big distance program because they just have the one guy. So. I don't know. I think about the three-day thing. I wonder if they'll like how you would group it, right? Because the whole idea of doing it is limiting bodies in the gym, bodies in the, on the track. So we always can, can when we think when we think of a of a schedule, we always think of it in the idea of like doubling, like you have you know the hundred and then a two hundred, eight hundred and fifteen hundred, fifteen hundred and five k, whatever. But, like, what do you think they'll do? Do you think they'll have, like, all right, a morning session where it's just jumps and then an afternoon section where it's just sprints 
and then a mm. morning session where it's just distance, and then an afternoon session where it's just throws. You know, that it'll would... be kind of potty, like pot it up, individual little little bubbles. Um, that like, would probably based be on the, the event. smartest. Yeah, that would be the smartest thing. I don't know about televising that, but I, I'm sure that's not a huge consideration at this point. They're just trying to figure out how to make the meat go without, uh, you know, having as many bodies together as they normally would. Um, yeah, I could see like the field events, you know, having their own section and then they bring in, you know, the distance races and they clear out the middle of the track. And so, yeah, I could see certainly that that's the case where they're going to have morning and, and afternoon or morning and night to, to, to limit that. Um, yeah, I, I, I can't envision it hundred percent right now, but um, I don't think it's just going to be like, Oh, we're just going to, you know, trickle a few other events to the last day and it's going to be status quo, like the way it normally goes for the rest. No, it's going to be broken up and really, really evenly spread out um, a thin layer of butter across the toast there, if you will, uh, for the best possible outcome. I don't know. We're not, we don't, we don't even really know what March is going to look like, you know, who knows? I mean, probably not, but we may all be vaccinated. Well, those of us who will take the vaccine, we may all be vaccinated by then. Maybe this will be a moot point, but uh, in any case, different. Yeah, I I think the thing about this is the there might be a side effect that happens if this is pulled off. One thing I don't like about the way we do track meets is the overlapping of events. Like one, I think there's too many events. That's a whole nother world. But like the idea oh, really? that we're supposed we're the idea that we're supposed to be watching a track race and also keeping track of who's winning the, the shot put at the same time is not a good like. That's not how you should consume sports. You shouldn't be having Only to real follow two things at once. That, Only real. So ones. what I think is it will make the team battle a lot more easier to tell the story because not it's, nothing is happening overlapping. And one thing, like it will just be all right. We're watching the shot put right now. We're, there's nothing else going on. It's time to watch the shot put. Okay, now we're watching the sixty. Now we're watching the triple jump, and it's not a everything's happening all at once. You know. And I think it might be good to kind of see that presentation without overlapping. The problem is it's you can't normally do that because typically a field event takes, what, 90 minutes? So like back to back to back to back to back 90 minutes, all of a sudden it's taking you years to watch yeah. a track meet. They have <laughs> to overlap it for – because you have to do 18, 90-minute sections. It's a lot. It's, it's a long yeah, Game that. of Thrones binge. So uh, – but I think it would be cool. I think it'll be cool if it's like, hey, like they kind of did that world indoors in 2016 where they just had the pole vault that one night. It was just a mm. men's and women's pole vault, right? It wasn't, ha it just happened. I think they might do that. I think it's like, hey, from nine to 10, we're going to have uh, the shot put, right? And then from 10 to 11, mm. we're going to have the triple jumps. Like, you know. I think it'll be kind of cool. Here, my Maybe thing is, would... yeah, go ahead. If this, if a world is happening where there's pods, where like, hey, we're doing field events and then sprint events and then mid distance and then distance, is there any athlete that you can think about that will get screwed over by this formula, like where 
they I mean, is it going to be like some like crossover long jump sprinter? I don't know. Like, what would be the person who gets screwed over by not having a typical track schedule? I'm trying to think. I don't know. I, oh, I was I mean, just we don't know what it is. Like a, a, a horizontal and vertical jumper, like the LSU kid. Uh, maybe if they're doing both events at the same time, the the high jump and the long jump. What is that? What was his name? Javon Harrison or uh, yeah? Or was it Rayvon Gray? I can't remember. I can always forget who's who. But may, maybe that person. I if but I, we have no idea how they're going to break this down. Um, I I think they're going to try to be sympathetic to the fact that people do multiple field events and do diff, multiple distance events and aren't just going to. And that's the way the event goes. And you know, obviously, multiple sprint events too. Whoever's in the 60s likely to be in the 200 and um, vice versa. So uh, uh, that in that scenario, I, I think, you know, the, they're going to figure this out, hopefully enough to where it doesn't break up a traditional athlete schedule of doing multiple events too much, doesn't interrupt it too much. But I don't know. We shall see. It's going to look way, way different. Um, I don't think... Oh, the fans, for the most part, who really cares about who wins indoors as a team ever, but especially this year, it's just going to be, depending on the scenario, how the indoor season goes, it's going to kind of have an asterisk anyways. I mean, not an asterisk for cheating or anything like that, but just an asterisk for it because like, well, the distance athletes are looking forward to Monday and we're doing this in broken up segments in a shortened season. I, it's, it's, I, uh, Indoors is uh, winning indoors is never that big of a deal, but it's probably not going to be that big of a deal in 2021 based on how we're having to operate. Okay. Um, yeah. We'll, little, we'll, other we'll move on to the topic. Yeah. Okay. The, uh, you're going to take this? I was going to handle it. Yeah, I'll take this. Go, okay. I'm going to go. I'm going to be it the, is the news, newscaster. Related. It is standards yeah. related. So it's, it's your uh, alley. It is my alley. World Athletics announced their. 2022 championship standards and qualifying process looking over it briefly nothing pops out as anything out of the ordinary the standards i think are the same as what the current olympic standards are so that's good um as for the the date that you can qualify when is it open i should have checked that part oh, dang it oh yeah hold on you look it up. Uh, 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 so anyway, October, the standard. You, well, well, then. Uh, when does the standard start? So for the, the long distance stuff, uh, let's see. For the 10,020. The marathon race is already open. I, I know the marathon yeah. for 2022 is open, which is a thing for U.S. athletes because I think there's going to be a lot of U.S. athletes who are going to want to do this marathon because it's in eugene so it's gonna be like kind of cool to like run a marathon mm -hmm. in your home country where so, normally the world championship marathon is kind of like hey i'd rather do chicago or london or berlin this might be a different situation like i can see galen rupp being like yeah i'll run worlds this time right because you'll be like yeah oh. get to end your career in eugene trying to win the world championship marathon that'll be like a perfect way to cap mm, his career that's a good point. um yeah. okay so for for the majority of events it is June twenty seventh, twenty twenty one. So, but you you know you get your your standard at, at 
at the at the Olympics or well, wait, when are the trials? You can maybe get at the trials too. I'd have to I have to check the calendar again. Ke- Kevin's the the calendar expert in, on this podcast. Uh, so June twenty first to June twenty sixth, twenty twenty two. June twenty seventh, twenty twenty one to June twenty sixth, twenty twenty two. Uh, for the 10,000s, the walks, the relays, combined events, December 27th, 2020 to June 26th, 2022. That's the open window. So coming up this summer for most events, it'll start. And so yeah, looking the at 10K, the number, the they 10K appear to be open at, yet? No, not till. Okay. Yeah, which is a little weird. You could have, they, if they, if they would have opened it early, you know, like a month earlier, a lot of these people would have the 2022 standards yeah. as well. Not not the case. December 27th. So these athletes that will have to, that just ran standards will have to do it again some other time, which they, yeah, they're probably that's not kinda, Most people are worried about the Olympics at this point, not the 2022 uh, yeah, world champs. You know who's thinking about the world champs is Christian Coleman because he's he's like, well, that's my... That's my next big meet, so I gotta I gotta be worried about hitting the standard. No, he's already there. I'm just kidding. But uh, so if that tr- so if that track meet wasn't held on December fir- on December fourth, and it was held de- instead on December twenty eighth, those people would have been able to double dip their ten k yeah. standards. What could have been? Okay. What what could have been? Could have been. You know, uh, looking at the qualifying process ha- is very similar. World Championship standard, right? I think I think it's the exact same. Uh, exact same. There are buys for the 2019 World Champ and the 2021 Diamond League Champ. So this year's Diamond League Champion uh, will have a buy. And looking mm-hmm. at the buys, USA is going to have a shit ton of oh. events where they get to send four people. Sorry. Let's go through the list and tell me if you like the good – there's a hundred percent chance they'll have a buy because they ever they're defending world champ. But then tell me what you think their odds of an American winning the Diamond League in that event. So in the hundred, mm-hmm. we have a buy because yes. Christian Coleman's defending champ. The two hundred, we have a buy. Noah Lyles defending champ. Four hundred, we don't Probably have a buy. Probably Michael Norman or Fred Curley wins the Diamond League. But right? Michael, yeah, they're we'll most likely have a buy in the four hundred. Eight hundred, we have a buy. Donovan yeah. Brazier. Fifteen hundred, probably won't get the buy. Uh. 5K, maybe Chalimo f- wins the Diamond League, but probably not right now. Probably. He hasn't shown it yet. 10K, that doesn't event doesn't exist. Marathon, no. 110 hurdle, we have a buy. 400 hurdles, yeah. maybe possible. Warholm. That's possible. Steeple, not right now. Probably not. Um, and then high jump, no. Pole vault, we have a buy. Sam Kendrick's won. Long jump, yeah. I mean, we probably could because Jeff Henderson was yeah. second at, at Worlds. Triple jump, Christian Taylor has a buy. Shot put, yeah. Joe Kovacs has the buy. Discus, javelin, hammer, we probably won't get it. But so on the men, and then combined events, no. So on the men's side, shot put, triple jump, pole vault, hurdle, eight, two, one. We already have seven buys. And probably with the potential to get two more, two to three more, being yeah. the 400, 400 hurdle and the long jump. That's crazy. That's a lot of events to get to be able to send four men. A lot of bodies. A lot of bodies. So it's good to and be if in they those take up, if, if they take up your idea of scoring the meet, Team USA is going to have a lot of scoring opportunities there at the World Champs, you know? Go Team USA. Yeah. 
<laughs> and then on the women's side, we don't really have anything. 100, 200, 400, 800, 1500, 5K, 10K, nothing. Uh, but you could see a 800 meter champ, right? You could see Ajay or Raven winning. 1500, you could see Shelby winning. 5K, I could see Shelby winning. So there are opportunities. We do, though, have 100 hurdle, 400 hurdle, because Ali and Muhammad won. And then Deanna Price won the hammer. Um, whoa, whoa, so, whoa, whoa. That just hit me. The hurdles, if you combine them, are hurdles champions, Muhammad Ali. I just that just, <laughs> I just realized that. <laughs> I just realized that. We gotta find All a right. photo of them together with their medals, Muhammad Ali. There's Muhammad Ali. Uh but yeah, and then on one side it's like gonna be what four to six buys. So USA is gonna be able to send a lot of four events, which is pretty cool. You know, that's all yeah. I to say about that. You know, I have uh, not been the person looking past the Tokyo Olympics. I realized that, the, you know, it'll be cool to have a home world champs, but I just haven't been thinking too much about it. But then you realize, well, it's about to be 2021, and then we're just a year away. It's, it's going to come up quick. Obviously, we're going to have back-to-back-to-back-to-back-to-back global championships in track and field coming up uh it's gonna be a, a nice little run here uh and man who is i am so excited for breakdancing to be in paris in 2024 i what you guys didn't talk about yesterday is the possibility of crossover at track and field and breakdancing athletes i think if ezekiel kimboy like if he's <laughs> still around he could do the steeple breakdancing double no, Noah Lyles, maybe the one, the two, the four by one, and breakdancing. A lot of potential there for some gold medals. No one's ever done that in history. Uh, Has perhaps Evan anyone Evan Jager gets out surfing at some point. He looks like a surfer. Uh, <laughs> I'm sure this is written somewhere. Has anyone ever won two different gold medals in two different like sports at the same Olympics? That'll be wild. Uh, I mean, you've, uh, you've had the, not the, you've had the summer and winter athletes, but not the same Olympics. Yeah. Well, you know, uh, I know that Michael, Michael Phelps did the badminton 200 free. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> double, uh, that was a joke. Um, no, I, I don't that think so. I could, be, I could be wrong. I mean, there could be events that are somewhat similar that maybe, you know, I, but that we're just not thinking of. Uh, no, I, 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 I highly doubt that. That would seem tough. You know, maybe LeBron enters the the long jump or something. Uh, you know, uh, what what are you finding? Okay, so there are people. Oh, so really there's well. is it like in the 1920s though. 1896 someone won a gymnastics <laughs> and wrestling title uh so so okay i'm trying they have some swimming and water polo but i feel like that doesn't count that's, oh yeah there you that, go that, that, there you go gymnastics and wrestling was a crossover uh let's do uh volleyball beach volleyball that doesn't count okay, equestrian yeah, yeah. and gymnastics that's pretty interesting. Equestrian, mm. so they ride horses and they can do and ride and stand on the bounce beam. Um, gymnastics and athletics. 
1896. Okay, we're still in the 1800s. Uh, Shout out. Uh, to the athletics 19th and rugby. There was a track athlete who played in the and played in rugby. There um, you go. Gymnastics and tug of war. Do you know tug of war was an Olympic sport? <laughs> Do you know that tug of war was an Olympic? Sport? I mean, I'm not even kidding. Uh, yeah, I have, I could take that a little bit more seriously than maybe break dancing. <laughs> Uh, Although again, if Ezekiel Kimboy does the steeple breakdancing double, I will take it much more seriously. There's a uh, you know athletics and tennis. It's 1896. I'm trying to see Man, 1896 okay, was a year. year crossover athlete. Okay, let's find. Um, so Lauren Williams, but athletics and bobsled, yeah. but that's two different uh, seasons. That, yeah. Um, years. Yeah, it's trying to find like someone who. I don't think it happens. Like, like I think people are a little bit more specialized than 1896 when the car hadn't been invented yet. I just feel like is there like a really easy summer sport that like Noah Lyles could just like do just to be like the first one to ever do it? Like, what would be like an easy sport that someone one of our top, you know, track athletes could do? In the Olympic sports. Let's look up. What yeah. are the Olympic sports right now? Maybe we can talk about this on another pod. I mean, I, I think breakdancing would have to be up there. Is it is it like team breakdancing or is it like a individual breakdancing? Tag team. Is this Tag like, team breakdancing. I don't know. It's team team breakdancing? So it's like going to be like, so you like think you can dance? If 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 you are the breakdancing committee, the IOBDC international breakdancing committee um i think wouldn't you want to have like noah lyles be like yeah so you could like have like for publicity right it would look good to have like you know, let michael phelps come back and like try to be in it you know just say oh same bolt they, they they gotta get a same bolt how great would it be if the same bolt it's like I'm back. He just takes a picture of I'm back. It's a picture of the Tokyo Olympic rings. And everyone's like, holy shit, holy shit, right? And he waits like 20 minutes, lets all the bloggers post the blogs like, Usain Bolt's back, everyone with it. And then it's just a picture of him in like a run DMC outfit, ready to, and his cardboard piece of paper. And he's ready to enter the, the breakdancing Olympics. That would be the greatest thing. He should, he should do it on April 1st. He 100% yeah. needs to do that. That would be hilarious. Yeah, people would buy that. Because um, people somehow fall for April Fool's every single year. Um, I would be for that. I would be for him legitimately doing that. Um, I think we're probably not giving him enough credit. I think there's been some dancers in waiting who have just been like, finally, it's my time to be an Olympian. Um, well, do they have, break dancing do they have is a break definitely files? acrobatic. Um, yeah. Is it are they gonna have the hardest team to make the the breakdancing team? <laughs> I bet you I guarantee you there's probably a male gymnast who's like really good at the pommel horse, right? Who's probably yeah. an amazing breakdancer. Because that's what it is. Breakdancing is like pommel horse, right? You you're spinning your legs around. I guarantee you oh. whoever I guarantee you there's currently the seventh best male gymnast. Is like, hey, I didn't make the team in the, in gymnastics. I'm gonna go do break dancing because yeah. I'm sure it translates, right? Could could be, could be. I think this is a good place to end it for us today. This was 
this just we covered the map today. So uh, yeah, Flow Track Podcast. If you have any ideas for any athletes that can do the possibly track and field double of track and field breakdancing double, uh, send us a message. Maybe you want to see Galen Rupp in there. Uh, you know, uh, Abdi, uh, Molly Seidel. I mean, any of those marathoners, I think they'd be good, right? Um, you know what would be the most, do you know, do you know what would be the most like intro? Ob- obscure, like most amazing double would be the breakdance racewalk double. They got the hips. That would be, you know, they, that'll be fun. They do. They're, they're not going to be maybe as stiff as some distance runners, right? They're, they're just, yeah. they're, they warm up. I want to see somebody warm up into the breakdancing arena while race walking. They can walk 30 miles at six minute pace and chicka, 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 slim shady. No, I'm just kidding. Okay. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's got really lame. Okay. Uh, FlowTrackPodcast at gmail.com is our email uh, address tomorrow which we will record today. We have a special guest, me and Kevin, um, and we will see you then for our uh, little, little, little guest episode, which we haven't had in a while. We'll see you then.